Howdy, hobos. Welcome back. It's been a little while since we sat around the virtual campfire together and uh, told tales of life and living and existence. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you decided to come back and join us. You have no idea what you're in for. You are in for... Uh, the time of your life, really, if I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm, I am, I'm being honest with you, you're in for the time of your life. This episode is mwah, the cat's pajamas, the bee's knees, if you will. And I'm pretty sure you will. All right, look, we're joined today by Juliana. Juliana? Julian, Juliana. She's gonna, I don't, look, she spells her name, I don't know how to say it exactly. I'm terrible with pronouncing names. I think it's just Juliana. Oh man, she's gonna kill me. Juliana. Juliana. It's just Juliana. It's just spelled different. Um, you can find her on Instagram at the underscore ethereal underscore frequency. Uh, she's the ethereal frequency. Uh, we've been online Instagram friends for quite a while. Uh, she actually did a previous episode of the virtual campfire. Um, I don't know it off the top of my head because I'm not prepared, but I could find it easy enough, I think. Uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about all, all kinds of things. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the, the, the like you know existing in this current state of the world. We're going to talk about uh, social media and and how it can be used. We're going to talk about writing and art. All these kinds of things, all these crazy things. And yes, I'm stalling. I'm trying to find <laughs> which episode <laughs> she did already. Um, while you know, I could just hit pause and do the professional thing, um, but uh, I'm not going to. Ep episode uh, 41. Episode 41 of the Virtual Campfire uh, from April of last year. So go back and listen to that. It's really easy to do. Go to SoundCloud. And uh, follow Open Lines Radio on SoundCloud. And from there, you can click the Virtual Campfire playlist. And all of the Virtual Campfire episodes will pop up right in front of you. It's just like magic. And you can uh, spend several days and weeks and months just lost in the different stories of these different astral vagabonds who have made their way through the, campfire, the campground to uh, tell their tales around the campfire. All right. So you do that on SoundCloud. I'm also going to ask you to uh, follow us on Podbean. Podbean is our preferred um, podcast app. It's the, the site that hosts us. Check us out on Podbean. Uh, check us out on Stitcher. Check us out on Spotify. Check us out on just about any podcasting platform you can think of. Uh, also, uh, check out um, Patreon. Patreon.com slash OpenLinesRadio and follow us on Patreon via a patron and support us that way. It's really easy. A couple bucks a month. So cheap. All right. So I told you how to follow Juliana. The underscore ethereal underscore frequency. Follow OpenLinesRadio on Instagram at OpenLinesRadio. Follow me, Mark, your camp host. I'm your camp host. Hello. Um, follow me at tincan.telephone and also at Hobo Safe Camp. At Hobo Safe Camp is uh, the, uh, the, 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 this persona, the camp host persona. 
Go there. Follow me there. And go check out Open Lines Radio online, www.openlinesradio.com. Donate. Um, follow us. Do all those great things. All right. Let's get to it. Let's jump in. I've been rambling long enough. I don't even know what I'm saying here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to hear this. Okay. Pick up that tin can telephone. Tighten up that string. you got to get that string tight. You know the string that like wraps itself around the globe a few thousand times and then goes out into space and touches everything you got to pull it tight because that way the vibration travels across it better put it up to your ear and listen to the wise words of a very wise person juliana ramble on i'm just a rambling hobo i ramble all along I'm just a rambling hobo, I ramble all alone, ain't got no one to love me, no place to call my home. Yeah, it just starts channeling down immediately, like I heard the countdown, <laughs> <laughs> the, the voice of the gods just <laughs> starts dreaming down. That's right, that's right. That's so cool. Well, thanks for carving out some time for me. Oh, I'm excited to do it. Thank you for asking me. The The reason I wanted to talk to you is I had this harebrained idea to uh, start a virtual retreat. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what I was on that night. Um, and I reached out. To no, a that's people. a good idea. And and you, you were, uh, I, I think I only reached out to two or three people. And you were, I think, the first person I reached out to to see if you would be interested in doing a workshop and here I am now realizing that it's probably never going to happen. So I wanted to at least get you on here and, 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 and talk to you. All right, cool. And please, please keep that idea though. Like keep, keep it, you know, at the fore, forefront, because I think that is a great idea and I do think it's possible. And I know, I think there are a few other organizations who are, you know, profitable people, yeah. <laughs> you know, not like grassroots, but I think that they're, I think that's been successful this year in a few outlets. So, I mean, please keep that in mind and please keep me in mind too. I would love to be part of that. I, I've taken, I've, I've, I've participated in some that were really good and I thought, Oh, I could, use, I could, I know I could do it. It's just a lot of time and investment in. Yeah. At, at this point in time, I don't have it to, to pull it that's off. Right. True. I could do it. You know? Yeah. But, but it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be what I want it to be if I were to try to do it now. And then I would just be disappointed. <laughs> so. No, I know. I know. Believe me. Well, how are you doing? How are things? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well considering this year has just been so nuts. Um, I'm still in school and that hasn't changed too much. I've had a couple moments uh, during the course of my run as an adult student where I've wanted to give up but I attributed it to this year being so crazy and just kind of feeling, um, you know, everyone's home. Like I live with my parents and my son and my son's been home, which I prefer because we're not big fans of the school system anyway. Right. And um, it's just different, you know? So I think last autumn, 
because, uh, you know, I live in Chicago, so my son attended. He's actually being homeschooled right now, not Zoom school, but like homeschooled. So last autumn, the Chicago Teachers Union went on strike. And that was, it wasn't unexpected, but having my son home for the duration that he was home was unexpected because I wasn't used to that, like as an online student. And um it just seemed like he was home most of the year. And when he went back, he was very unhappy and he was doing well and he was in student council, but he just doesn't like, he's uh, very gifted and he just finds school really boring and he's like usually finishes the day. So when the stay at home order came into place because of COVID, he they were kind of like, don't worry about school. And we were learning, we kind of went into homeschool mode and I was still in school and I was like, oh gosh, I really have to put my school aside to help my son, which is a given, like that's my pleasure. I, you know, I love to be with, I love being a mom. And um, we were doing things in the kitchen and just like learning the way I've always wanted to teach him. So that was a blessing, like with COVID was the closeness and kind of having, you know, our urban little house in the prairie, <laughs> which is like super funny. Um, and that I had I had forgotten that that was like one of my dreams as a mother. And that's hard to do. Not everyone has, you know, the means to do that. So then school, his school started doing Zoom and it was really discombobulated and just not and not to criticize the education system. I know it's hard all the way around, you know, but he just became so unhappy. And that's what was funny. I have never seen the child happier in years you know, except when COVID hit, because he was home and he was learning at home and he was really happy. And then when that school system implemented online learning, he was just anxious and, you know, receiving emails at like two in the morning from teachers because, you know, they, that's new to them too. Right. So I decided over the summer, I'm going to just homeschool him because it's going to be too inconsistent with whether they're going back or whatever. So a couple of those times, sorry, I went off on a huge tangent, you know, I do that. But throughout that, throughout that time period, I thought, I think I'm going to have to put school off. I think I'm going to have to put school off. Um, and, you know, you start to prioritize during these times or reprioritize and, and discover what, what is like your number one. And I had a couple of instructors and professors who were like, you know, why don't you just cut, like cut back on some hours, but don't give up because, you know, we, we think that, you know, you have a lot to offer, you know, everything that they're going to say to encourage you, but it really did work. And I did scale back on a couple of courses and now um, I'm having a great like fall semester and everything's kind of gone into its own flow again. And I feel happy, you know, outside of COVID, and the stay-at-home orders and things like that. My life isn't very different because I'm kind of a homebody and I work from home. I do a lot of things from home. Um, and my career as a court reporter, it's always been kind of isolated. But I say that with an optimism and not like a pessimism. Like right now we, we keep hearing the word isolated um, and rightfully so that people feel isolated. It's something I've been used to for like 20 years. Um, that I, I found a resilience through all of this. And I'm trying to not be in people's faces so much because this is such an extreme time. You know, not everyone is, is up to receiving that 
that kind of exuberance, like, hey, it's great, we're in a pandemic, you know, no one really wants to hear that. <laughs> you know, it's really hard right now for people to hear, find find the good in today. Um, so as much as I can, I try to express those things with people, you know, where I could kind of gauge like, you know, they're up for that, they're up to receive that. Um, but I feel good, you know, I, I feel sad when I see how upset the world is, you know, and we can't, we can't help that, you know, the only way, you know, out is through. So I just part, you know, I participate, I'm in the flow, I don't go against it. I just say, hey, man, what a wild ride. <laughs> how old is your son? Oh, he's about to turn 12. Oh, okay. He's 11. And he'll be 12 December 4th. I, I can't, I can't imagine going through this with younger kids. My youngest is 17. Yeah. He's a senior. So, and he's pretty much self-sufficient and they're doing the zoom stuff and he's just in his room. I, I, he gets bored because, you know, at that age, school is more about the socialization or the social things and, and seeing your friends. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, my, my 20 year old daughter, she moved back home. She, she bought a trailer and she lives out in the yard in the trailer. I love it. She comes in for dinner and, so there, and she's in college, and uh, my other daughter's in college. So there's just these three college age kids just hanging around the house on their laptops all day long, and <laughs> the, the the bandwidth is strained. Yeah, know, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, and they're just always here, and so it's it's hard. I know it's hard to find time to do you know like creative projects when there's just all these other energies surrounding. Yes, I find that also. I've. I was just looking through my journals. I finished a dream journal. I, you know, I log my dreams and that's one thing I noticed that has, that has not changed this year. So I'm grateful for that because it's something that I feel really grounds me. Um, even though we're talking about dreams, which is like the out, you know, that's like out there stuff. Um, but you know, it's the writing, it's the writing, it's the logging of these ideas that, so that keeps me uh, grounded and that's a practice that I use. So I need a whole new dream journal. And I love it when those are completed, you know, and I, I used one, I got it actually like a whole year ago, and I have 48 dreams in it. And it's funny, because you know, there's 52 weeks in a year. And I had a month, I had about a month in the summertime, where I stopped dreaming this summer. And I thought I must be very stressed, because I wake up and I can't remember a dream, because I guess it's really remembering them, you know? And so after a couple weeks, I started to worry. And I was like, I don't feel like depressed. But I mean, with the news, it, it must be that my body's kind of worn out, or it's just I'm on overload. And all of a sudden, I had a really cool dream. And it's just been going ever since. So I'm happy. I'm happy about that. I'm trying to think, you know, what that what happened with that first one that got me back on but you know it's it is hard to do other things like art and just writing maybe a story yeah it's hard how 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 is your it's such a broad um word um how's your spirituality these days it's very strong i'm i'm finding myself i, I look back at who i years ago and i'm just i just don't feel like i have that <laughs> i'm feeling really? very very uh earthbound the days and, and less uh in the clouds i think that's good though 
I think that, um, you know, as above, so below. So I think that, uh, in fact, I was just, I was just, I had hushed tarot out. I don't know if you have that. That's very earthy. And I've been finding that I try to, so that I kind of am not like in, you know, like my tag, like the ethereal frequency. So that I'm not like so much in that kind of like high, that crown chakra, like that, you know, the mind space and trying to find things outside of myself. Cause I know that that's all, it's all in, it's like the inner life, but I try to go for walks in nature. And even though I live in the city, I still, we have like a forest preserve and we have beautiful trees all around us, fruit trees, um, just the falling leaves. And I try to take note of like the colors and we've had a really warm week in Chicago so we've been trying to take advantage of that, whether I go for a walk alone or I go with my son. And it's always fun. Like to, I mean, and now it's getting embarrassed, you know, he, I'm embarrassing to him. So <laughs> he's like, I'll go on my scooter, like two blocks ahead, mom, you know. Right. Um, but just listening to the sounds, you know, before all of this, I used to even put my headphones on. I'm very used to that in the city. And now I don't. I try to be in the moment. And I think that's being very earthbound. And that has helped me so much. Not that I'm an expert. You know, I'm a work in progress like everyone else. But that's something I was uh, making a note of last week about being in the moment. Because being present, I feel so much better when I do that. And that's like a sense of grounding, you know. And so I think to be earthbound as you were saying, that's extremely spiritual because you're like in the heartbeat, you know, you're that spirit is everywhere. Spirit is in everything. And so I think if you're in the heartbeat with earth, if you are staying close to this planet, you're staying close to all of its creation, then like me, you know, your kids life, like even the people screaming at each other, we, like it or not, we're all one. And so it's important to be in that moment. And so, you know, if there's any way, like anything I could offer you is that I think that your, your spiritual life is still, it's really strong. If you're. Yeah. It's nothing negative. Like I'm, I'm in good spirits. I'm, I'm, I've been extremely positive, uh, especially for who I am and real, you know, most people who know yeah. me, I'm kind of a grump um, <laughs> and, and I haven't been, um, but I just, I just, I'm just not feeling, and and maybe it was, it's just that it was so new and that now it's just like this thing I'm used to, yeah. um, where I'm just not like, I'm just not surprised by synchronicities as much anymore. Just little things like that, you know, yeah. where you, you just, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's just existence. You know, <laughs> yeah. surprising. that's so funny because, um, I had a really amazing synchronicity last week and I, I did have to also st take a step back and say, um, as surprised as I was, it's just they they do keep coming. And I thought there was something to that as well. I didn't think it had anything to do with it being the time of year, like with the veil is thin and, you know, that famous quote. I think that's that's been kind of ramping up this year, um, that it's just it's like a constant stream of synchronicity. But, yeah, and I'm sorry that I misinterpreted that. Um, we may have cut off, but I, I'm so glad that it's not a negative experience about you being more earthbound. No, I don't, I don't think you misinterpreted it. I just, you, you know, I just think when people say they, they're not in touch with their, their spiritual side, just, it's just the, the natural thing is to think, oh, they're, 
they're down or you know something but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't know i mean I'm just, it's just i actually am, i'm feeling whole as maybe is what it is and maybe it's, it's just that there's not one thing over the other and so that, no that's good yes that's delicious to me i love hearing that that's really good I I want to talk about your your writing. You talked about it a little bit there. Um, you, you've been journaling. Your, your Instagram page, the reason I love reading your posts is you paint such a great picture with words. Thank you. And a lot of times people think, okay, for, for, for me, I've always kind of thought of like music as kind of the highest form of art because there aren't words. It's just this flowing thing. And then the same thing with like the visual arts where – there's uh, uh, visuals being painted and words aren't being used. And it's just been recently where I've been thinking, no, you can do some pretty amazing things and paint some pretty awesome pictures with words. And that's just kind of what you're writing. When I read it, that's what I think of. Like, like you paint such great pictures, Thank you. you know, through, through the words, like it just, not just like reading words. It's like you actually, Feel, feel it and so I just I, I just want to know where you, kind of you are with your writing and I think we talked a little where it's kind of hard to to do more than just kind of Correct. scribbling down I'm the same way I have this screenplay in my head it's all just scribbles from I know, here and there right? that I'm together. yes um and, and just how do you keep that going how do you keep that inspiration I I think it's my life experience I think that I know when I have gone periods of time without journaling that I I don't become the best version of myself. I don't even want to say that I'm not myself. It's just that I'm like in a, I'm just like the lower version of myself. And I become easily distracted and it's easier to entrap me. You know what I mean? Like I'm somebody like a kind of like a darker mood can just gobble me up, you know? And so it's almost like a shield for me. It's It's a constant reminder. So I know carve out that time. If it's one thing, and I'm not a stickler for being on a tight schedule at all. In fact, I don't, I don't even like that. Um, but if I know before I go to bed, I do a check-in. Usually I'll write in the morning, but before I go to sleep, I ask, did you write in your journal? And even if it has to be like two sentences, that's what I will do. And that's my main accomplishment of the day. That's the, the one thing. And also, you know, checking on my son in the morning. But I know if if I do that, and it's I make sure that it's something to look forward to, that that's like your reward. It's your reward to write in your journal, even if it's one sentence, do that for yourself. And even just talking about it right now, it fills my heart with joy. And I think it's because that to me is like praying. It's just really, it's a connection with whatever you want to call it, God, goddess, um, the gods, it's just a source, you know, everyone has their own name for it. But it's just, it's, it's almost indescribable. And I, it really warms my heart. And I take it as such a compliment for you to say that you can visualize my words, because that is kind of my goal. I always wanted to be an artist when I was a child. And I'm not that great with art. And I, I try my hand at that sometimes too, because I can't find the word. So I'll just like do something very simple with color and whether it's the pastels or colored pencils, but 
I try to, if I can't draw it, if I can't paint it, I try to describe it. And so, because it's just whatever I'm thinking or feeling, it feels so big that it's like I have to push it out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so satisfying. You know, it's very sensory related. I don't know if that's, I've never been diagnosed as a highly sensitive person, but I've been reading a lot of material about that this year and I do fit in the categories. I've taken a couple of tests and and one I was on the cusp and in another I met the requirements for that. And um which that's very reassuring because sometimes you feel kind of, you know, like a typical artist. You know, you feel like, oh I, you know, I'm a misfit. I don't fit in. But it's nice to know that there's a whole spectrum of people, of highly sensitive people who they they have the same experiences as you and that's why i try to express myself when i especially when i have the time i miss i've been missing my instagram interaction lately because i don't get on there as much and some like what you were saying sometimes it's like oh i had this great idea or i had this amazing draw today you know and it's like i have it written down but i just couldn't get to it because it's like i'm helping with the laundry or you know, you're sitting around the table with the family, which that's great because you're never going to have a time like this again. If you're lucky enough and fortunate enough to have your family with you, you know, we'll remember these days. But yeah, like I just, I love to express what I'm, what I'm feeling because I know someone else could use it or just even to share it, just to share it with someone who's like, hey man, I feel like that too. Or I had, I had that happen to me also. I've had that same vision. I've had that same dream. I've had that same love, you know. Yeah, that's what's cool about about Instagram is is that connection is there. But I'm like, I I, I rare rarely post anymore. I mean, I went from posting stuff like sometimes six times a day. You know, I felt like I had so much to say and to do, and to now it's like maybe uh, maybe once or twice a month. You know, and it's and it's usually after a long drive where I actually haven't had a podcast on and I've had music and I get these thoughts going in my head and I'll wherever I pull into and I'm typing something up on my phone real quick. So, uh, but, but I, I, I really also like how um, tarot cards kind of lend themselves to that, that uh, it's just, it's almost like they're meant to be written to rather than read I mean, you, you call it a tarot reading, you know, when you give someone right. a reading, it's almost like it needs to be written down. It seems like the tarot readings that I've done just face-to-face -face talking have just been lacking compared to what I could have given that same person if they had have just given me an hour to write something down. I know exactly what you mean. I will have conversations like that with my sisters, especially because those are like my main clients. You know, I don't read for a living. Um, sometimes I think about it, you know, I think about doing it. Um, but my, I've done, actually, I have done a few for like word of mouth, like for friends and I've always done them. Well, I've done, I have done in-person readings, but I usually will say, you know, I'll give me a day and I will write, I'll send the reading to you and it will seem like a letter and it's really not. I write them a story. Like I write, I tell the story with the cards and I explain that to them. Like, this is the story of what, what I see. And my sister, I, it was like a coworker of hers. She said, she texted me, I don't know what you wrote to her, but she's elated. And it actually was, um, 
it wasn't the most positive reading for this lady, as I recall, but she felt so relieved. And my sister said, because she's my sister, so she said, I know you probably expressed it in a way that was loving. And it's just that you wrote it to her. And she said she was just on cloud nine. She was elated. And, you know, you should really do that more for people. She felt very happy that you did that. And then someone else said that too. She said, oh my gosh, it really, it was like an experience, even though, you know, you just, you sent it to me in a letter and, and it wasn't a letter. I shouldn't say that it was just a document, you know, and, um, you know, I, it could have just been the way that I did it, but I, I look at that, you know, just to go back to the, with the cards and writing, they do tell a story, you know, ultimately. And so I think if writing is your forte and it's your comfort zone, it's like a talent that you have, that's probably the best way. And, you know, you could, you could do a lot with it. You could probably still help people. And I've had the same experience where we're in person and it's hard for the, for the person who's sitting for the sitter, like to grasp what you're talking about because it's, foreign to them most of the time you know and they're like especially if it's if you're at a party and you it's like they just want to know like the typical is he going to call me like when's when's you know my soulmate coming or things like that and i just can't get in that place you know and there's plenty of other great readers they're great at that you know so i would never knock that that's fun um it can be done i think it can answer any question so but for me I like to sit down and just, you know, I might as well have the quill, <laughs> the feather pen and the quill. Like, let's do this. Speaking of my, my there's my 20 year old walking in with a handful of laundry as I'm in the garage. <laughs> just, <laughs> I told him. To it's so funny. <laughs> uh. That is really cool, though. That is so funny. Oh, funny. I love but it. Yeah. So, but yeah, t I mean, I, I had a, a brief stint as a, a, a tarot reader on a, I mean, just, just a psychic reader on a telephone line, psychic line, yeah. you know, it was right, right when I was first kind of getting into uh, Instagram and doing a ton of, of writing readings, you know, and not a whole lot of one-on-one -on -one interaction. Yeah. And then suddenly you've got these people calling you and they're like, when's he coming back? I need dates. I mean, where is he right now? What's he think? And I'm yeah. just like, uh, yeah. but your higher self. <laughs> that's, no, exactly. But that style just doesn't fit. It was, it was terrible. I hated it. I was just like trying to keep people on the line for 15 minutes to get paid. It's just not, wasn't my thing, you know, know, telling them, and they're paying two bucks a minute or three bucks a minute. And you want to tell them what they want to hear. You want them to get their money's worth. It was just, it didn't work out. Yeah. I'm much better off with four paragraphs on an Instagram post. You know? No, I get it. That's, and yeah, that's, and it feels good. See, and you have to feel fulfilled. You know, it wouldn't be called work. You know, if it was fun, it wouldn't be called work. But you also want to feel some kind of fulfillment and it can't always be the pay. For some people, they can. I mean, they could, they could do that. They could just work for the pay. Um, but I know myself that I need to find, there has to be some kind of fulfillment in what I'm doing. Otherwise I'll just be miserable, you know? And yeah, I, it's so funny the way you said, but your higher self, I mean, that's like me too. I'm always like your soul's journey. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, you're, you're on a journey right now and there's more important, there's like a higher perspective to these things. And they, many people don't want to hear that. They're not ready to hear it. Right. Right. That's why I never read, um, reversed cards. I always just read them I don't upright either. and try to take the reverse into account of the upright, you know, and, and put both of them into it. Same, same. That's what I do too. Because, you know, there's, it doesn't need to be flipped. Uh, you know, sometimes you could pull the most beautiful card, the most positive, and just it, the question is so important. And I think I've even written that. I, that's probably on my feed like 50 times. Like the question is more important than the answer. And it's because the way you word the question, what you're trying to seek, it's like, you oh, you really do already know. And that's hard to explain. It's such it's such a simple statement. So a lot of people would say, oh, give me a break. You know, that's mumbo jumbo. But it, it really is true. Because sometimes I've even asked myself a question and it's like, I already know. And I have to say, I knew that. So when somebody's sitting for you and I, I do love, you hear a lot of readers to say this, like, let's try to reword the question or let's reshape it. And I think most people are open to that. Like if you're, if you're going to not completely change the question, but you know, why, instead of why did he leave? Like you might ask, why is this hurting me so much? Like, what's the root of that? That's stuff that I like, that's where I might go with it. Even with myself, I'll ask, why am I crying about this? I was watching a movie. <laughs> this is funny. This is funny. If you talk about like reading for yourself too, I was watching what was I watching far and away with, uh, I was going to say Bruce Willis. It is not. It's Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. And I hadn't seen that movie in so long. And I had a deck with me and it wasn't even a sad part or a moving part. And I was started crying and I was like, why am I crying at this? And so I pulled a card and it just, it was so funny because the cards that were coming up, I pulled like three, it just said, you know, you're, you're thinking about your youth. And I know that, you know, probably, re I probably was moved. I wasn't like sad. I was just moved. And I, and I started laughing because the accents are terrible in that movie. So I love moments like that where you, you have fun with yourself with the cards, you know, you're, you're seeing something and you're wondering why, why am I crying at this? Like, why do I feel this? And you just go to the root. And sometimes I need a visual guide. I'm a very visual person. So that's why I like having cards with me all the time. That's cool. Yeah. It helps me work, work out the shortest, the simplest issues or the biggest sometimes issues. Sometimes you just need looking at things. I mean, it, you kind of need that spont spontaneous exactly. picture. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. But, and that might not have been the best example, but that's a little glimpse into, they're always with me. So. That's, maybe that's my problem. They're not, they're no longer, I've, I've, I, I rarely pick up a, a deck anymore. Um, I, I, I just got burned out a little bit, I think. So, and I think well. No, that's understandable. That's, you know what? Sometimes the, it, what, it will be replaced though too. Like sometimes I'll open a book like for a while. I, I mean, I do draw at least one card a day though, but I'll, I, for a while I was on a kick of opening a book and I would write down like a passage or even just a sentence that I 
like bibliomancy. You know, I would just write down a quote from a book and put the date. I would either put the pencil the date in the book or I would write it down in my calendar. Hmm. And I would kind of use that like for the day. I'm trying to think. And I was coming up with some really good ones. So it's just, you know, it does depend on sometimes you get sick of it though too. I mean, I can understand. It's like anything, like too much of of one thing is not a good thing either. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm really trying to uh You know what? Those are the best though. <laughs> That's what I think. They're great. They're great because you really start to you're you know, you're it's like you're unfolding. Yeah. You're unfolding. It's it's letting go of things and it's hard to let go of things. It's hard to realize things, even if they're great things. You're like, oh man, like, wow. And then you start thinking about your life. You know, you think about your life's work, you think about what's ahead and your children, you know, everything else yeah, around maybe you. Midlife crisis isn't the word. Maybe it's more of a, a, a recognizing the need to evolve. You know, it's like it's like, all right, this is this is played out. Now where do we go from here? How do we we Take it up a notch. Yeah. That's I get that. I get that. I've been feeling that myself. Uh, and what helps me to like embrace it is that I'm not where I was even a year ago. Um, you know, not that I, I always hate saying stuff like that because I'm not like at the top of the mountain today, <laughs> you know, but um, I think I'm trying to think like I had a lot of realizations just a week ago and it falls along the lines of a lot about what we're talking about, like just evolving. I heard from someone from my past last week and, you know, he's, he's kind of like a stalker. So, and I say that with love and with, you know, humor. So I don't want to name him in case he's ever listens to this. But it'll be obvious who I'm talking about. And um, he just turned 50 and he was really revisiting the past, just revisiting it, revisiting it. And I hadn't heard from him in a very long time. And I just, I used to panic when I would hear from him. And we had a really toxic relationship. And I just was ignoring him. You know, and he said something like, you think you're better than me. And I said, I am. And I said it that way. I said that with love, you know, like I texted him back because he needed to hear it, you know, and I thought, wow, I've come a long way because I used to just panic. I used to tell him what he wanted to hear. I used to, I was just so different then you know, and I had no, I wasn't bothered by it. I wasn't bothered by like standing in my boundaries, you know, at that time, like I was so happy. I stuck up for myself too, because I was like, you know, why are you coming at me like this? Why it's disrespectful. Cause he, the things he was bringing up from the past are things um, that I wouldn't want even to be made known public, you know, just very intimate private things. And I just thought, I can't even believe like, you know, he's going there with these things and like that he's thinking about it. And some of the things he was bringing up, I wouldn't want people I've loved recently to even think of me that way. And that's why I said, just stop, 
just stop. And he said, I think I'm going through a midlife crisis <laughs> because he just turned 50. And I just thought, you know, that's sad, but I get it. And so privately, I said, you know, I forgive him. I forgive me for even like indulging him in these moments because we are like, I'm 43, but we are at an age where you're thinking about the past, you're trying to move forward. And for me, I'm so happy to move forward. Um, and it's not because I've had all these, you know, traumatic things happen in my life. We've all had our sense of trauma, but it's like, there were periods in my life and much of it was based around this relationship where I didn't think I'd wake up the next morning, you know? And so when he was bringing some of these things up about a relationship that he sees in a way different light than I do, I just thought, man, I'm so glad I'm not back there while at the same time trying not to keep him lower, you know, like, oh God, you know, I'm so glad that I'm not as low as him. It's like, you know, we, it takes two to tango, but I'm glad I'm moving forward. And I just, I kind of like let all that go once I said, just, you know, I'm not that person anymore and just stop. And I am, I'm in a better place. You know, at that time I said, I am better. <laughs> I am better than you because I'm human. And I just wanted him to stop contacting me. Um, but I did it like a self check-in and I thought, you know, we're in this really weird place. We're in a pandemic, you know, just to kind of go back to what we were talking about earlier, like life is so different now. People feel isolated. People are thinking. They're thinking, thinking, thinking. And um, I just thought, oh, my gosh, like I'm in a better place. And I felt so full of light and I felt so proud of myself. It's like something you want to tell people like I have love for myself. I love myself. And I do write those things. But it was like in that moment last week, I really believed it. And I, I thought I had been believing it for a few years, you know, but it was like in that moment, I thought, oh my gosh, I love myself. Like I want to move forward, but I want to be here right now. I wanted, and I was in that moment that like, that's what I meant about being in the present. I was in the present while he was in the past. And it's, it just felt like when you feel like your life is saved and I wish that for him. You know, I really do. I wish that for him. I wish that for everyone. And we had, I had a couple of synchronicities with that because he said something uh, really, it's, it's so triggering. I don't think I want to say it on the air because I know other people will listen to this, but it was like um, in terms of like a fantasy uh, that some people have where it's just, it's like harm, you know? And I ended up having a dream that night that he was trying to harm me and I was walking in a house and there were three versions of him and I didn't want to talk to either of them. And so that, that just, it, you know, shows that I felt very surrounded by him and I went up to another room and I saw the last man that I loved and we are not speaking anymore. This, this most recent man that I loved, but I felt really ashamed in the dream and it's because of some of these past memories, you know, and I didn't want him to see me and he didn't say anything to me, but it's like telepathically, you know, dreams are awesome. So telepathically, it was like, just look at me, like I'm going to be with you. And he put his hands on my sides and it felt like his hands went in, like just became one with my ribs. And that was, 
it sounds so weird. Like I'm not painting the picture well enough, but it was like his hands just, they were in my ribs and it felt like we were one person and it was so loving. And it was almost as if in the dream, he was anchoring me, you know, like you're in a dream, you're not there anymore. And it, it, it was just, it was such a sense of love. And so I woke up the next day and I felt great. I was like, wow, the dream, there's more to it, but I'm trying not to go off on such a tangent. Um, and the, this most recent man that I'm talking about, like who put his hands on my ribs, he's a writer. And he wrote a blog that morning about, um, I won't even go into it because that blog was very detailed. Anyway, he wrote about a character from Watchmen and I forgot her name and I've never, I had never seen Watchmen. I hadn't ever, you know, I don't know the characters. I've seen it since then. Um, but I saw that her character's backstory was that her mother was raped by her father. And one of the lines from the comics was he tried to break her ribs and I thought that was so uncanny because it just fit. Wild. And I knew that was a sign like you're okay. I mean, talk about crazy though. And um, I may have even cried a little bit, but I just thought that was so, because uh, the most recent man that I loved, that was a very um, interesting relationship. And, you know, I just have so much respect for him and that, to me, without sounding really kooky, it was a very telepathic uh, connection. And so just to see that, I felt really, it makes me just really believe in dreams. That's why I'm such an advocate for dream work, um, because it was really healing, you know. And um, sorry, we were talking about midlife crises, and I went off in this huge tangent about the dream and stuff. There are no rules. But, um, but yeah, so you know, there's synchronicities happening all over. People are going through all kinds of epiphanies and, you know, it's, it's wild. And, and to be it, it's cool to be in that place too, where you, you, you know, like you say, you used to get so nervous and anxious when this guy would call mm -hmm. to actually being over it, you know, <laughs> and talking yeah. to somebody still into it when you're over it is it's kind of, it's a, that's kind of a healing place to be too, when you can recognize it and you can be like, Oh, you know what? I, that's no longer, um, triggering me. It's just a memory, you know, that, that yes. memory, you're, you're no, you're no longer reacting to those memories anymore. Exactly. Yes. That's a perfect way of, uh, explaining it. So thank you for that. Yeah. It's, it's such a great feeling. I did tell my mother, I said, I, I feel so good. And she said, I'm happy. You know, you deserve that happiness. You deserve to, to feel that way. Um, Cause she knows like I've been through the mill with this person, but that's, and it's something, I mean, quite literally, I just, I never thought I would survive that. I never thought I would get over it. And like I said, I mean, I went to some very dark places over that relationship and I really did think, oh my gosh, like I really, my life could be so could be so different and I'm so happy where I am right now. And like I said, I'm not at the top of the mountain. You know, I'm not on high and you know, I won't be till I drop, you know, until you're that's why you live your whole life. You live your life to keep experiencing, to keep ascending, to keep getting better, you know, and evolving. 
but man, that was just, I wanted to have such a celebration for that. And it was beautiful. And I do, I wish him well. I don't want anyone to be in a dark place. I don't want people hanging on, but I'm so glad to be moving forward. And I do wish that for everyone. And I'm so grateful to people who have loved me in my life along the way. And you're included in that because I really attribute a lot of my healing to social media, which is great to say because social media is such a cesspool. But just uh, the spiritual community, it really all came into play. It's so funny because it, it was like everything, the dream work, the readings, the community. It really just built up to that moment, to those couple of days of <laughs> this guy like, you know, hounding me, just pursuing. He's like relentless. And that was something that I remembered. And I thought, oh, gosh, he used to wear me down. And that's probably why I would just give in. I would submit. It was just relentless. If you could think of a predator just really coming who just can't stop. It's, it, isn't it crazy how uh, one minute you can just feel like you're drowning and then the next minute you realize you're just kind of in a little puddle and you just have to sit up and, and be free of it? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That's it. And that's, yes, it's so wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for bringing. Yeah, I mean, you really put it in into beautiful. I mean, there, there are days where you just think it's the end. Like, how could you feel any worse? You know, uh, it, and it's usually relationship related type of things. You know, or where maybe that's the problem. I just yeah. I haven't had any uh, terrible relationship moments. I need to go pick a fight or something to bring back some fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. I don't know. No. I don't know. I, do you ever have like? Okay, so I, I have a. Uh, many personalities I'm, I'm realizing and and one of them exists in twitter and one of them exists on instagram and they're completely different people i mean i don't really um tweet on twitter but that's i spent a lot of time looking mm -hmm. at like the trending topics and and reading and stuff on there and everything on there is so negative and that yeah. sometimes when i flip over to instagram it's like who i follow on instagram is so loving and love and light and positive <laughs> like, yes yeah, i agree yes you guys <laughs> do you see what's going on over here on twitter <laughs> and, and, and I think, and just when you said when you said uh, social media can be a cesspool that's just what reminded me of it it's, it's like it can be um, but it's like who you follow who you choose to follow you you, you create your own world and so i kind of I, I, I try not to yeah. to combine the two you know instagram is my happy place Twitter is like the exactly. <laughs> yeah, I do the same. I have to tell you, like I have an account on Twitter. I'm not active on it, but I I search too. I search those dark tunnels. You know, I go in there at least once a day. That's to stay informed. Yeah. You know, I want to know what's going on out there, and I think it's good to do that. You know, if, if the main thing is your level of participation. You know, and I mean, and consumption is participation also. But I think if you're active, if you're argue, go, getting on there and arguing with people, of course, it's going to, it's not good for you. But you see other people arguing on there, and yeah. it's wild, you know. And I agree, Instagram is my happy place. Facebook was once, that was just my heaven, you know. Um, I have two accounts on Facebook. 
And I don't know if many people know this. I have one with my family and then one with like basically my Instagram people. You know, there's a lot of people from that Facebook account like kind of followed me on Instagram. But I don't know what happened with Facebook that it's, it's been particularly over the past year that I just, I'm not feeling it. I even go on there and I just, I start to feel unhappy. It's weird. And I've unfollowed people like, it, you know, it's like what you said as well. Like it, it's up to you, like how you tailor it. You know, I could unfollow people. I could delete people. I could, you know, say I don't want to see certain topics. And I still get on there like, this is so lame. I don't, I don't know. I've just outgrown it. And that sounds so snobby. But I mean, I still check it every day. I think I posted on there a couple of days ago. But I do find time and again, I love to be on Instagram. That's where I find beautiful images. It's where I find beautiful people. The thoughts that people have that they share on there, it's really nice. So I'm grateful for it. A lot of like my like my personal community, it started on Facebook. And so I'm still grateful. I'm always grateful for the roots of things, you know. Um, but I, I don't know also if there's been a little bit of bad blood or I just, I don't know. And I shouldn't even say that. It's not bad blood. It's so a few things have happened in groups and things like that that have rubbed me the wrong way that I always think I'm over. But I'll just say, oh, these groups, oh, these. And I'll leave them. But I don't know. I don't know. There's a little bit level of it's like petty. Like on Twitter, the arguing is extreme. You know, like it could it could really erupt on Twitter quickly. And then on Facebook, I sense a lot of pettiness. And of course, this is my own experience. Other people, they, they might love Facebook. They can't live. It's really helped their lives. You know, um, it helped mine. And I have to I do have to say that it really helped me. But there's something about it that's small. And then Instagram, I love it. And I've heard other people say Instagram is for shallow people. <laughs> and when, I remember when I heard that, I said, oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that right? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think on Twitter, people are looking to uh, really craft the tweet. And so, like, I mean, there are some hilarious <laughs> some of those arguments you know, that go back and forth. Where, where Facebook, it's more about just cutting somebody to the core as quickly as you can and proving them wrong because they're usually family and you are and you know how to hurt them. So it's, yes. I don't know, I'm recently back to Facebook after just, I mean, only I've, I was off it for about eight years and just maybe a month Good. I got back on and I follow uh, very mm -hmm. few people. Just mm -hmm. went, good, good. And, and, and I kind of got on it to... Um, I don't know, stir shit up. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, no, good for you. No, that's good. No, I mean, you know what? All you could do is be yourself. You know, being yourself is important. And so I just, I post stuff, but I'll, I'll never engage somebody. If somebody has a problem with what I have to say, say it, but I'm not. And, and, and when other people post other things, I only say, I only, only positive. I'm trying to bring my Instagram knowledge over to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Make <laughs> Facebook positive. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh! Make Facebook great again. <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> no, we need to. Oh my gosh! Follow me though. You know, it's it's my full name. Okay. It's so funny too because my my family account is it's my name. It's Juliana. My initial. I'm Ramirez, and then my my 
other Facebook is Juliana Maria Ramirez. It's not much different, but with, if I had my family on my other account, I mean, forget it. They would just, I just know what's best, you know, and I deserve that peace of mind and, um, it works out, you know, it works out. And so like in terms of two different people, I'm very, I'm actually hardly ever on my family one anyway, because I see them all the time. So I don't, and I don't want to have a Facebook relationship with my family because I, I know I'm not the only person either where like your cousin or something might say, you know, you didn't like my post. And I'm like, wow, are you like, we don't have a Facebook relationship. Like, that's so ridiculous. I see you face to face all the time. I have a cousin who did something like, I have been, my, my mom, my mom posts something about how it's time for unity and to come back together as a nation. <laughs> and my cousin posts on highly unlikely. Yeah. I've been unfollowed, called a racist and, <laughs> and, and, and it's like, if somebody <laughs> thinks you're racist, why would you want them to friend? Like, why would you want to be their Facebook friend? Like, wouldn't you, aren't you better off not arguing yeah. and, and, and yeah. being at odds? <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Like, that's, it's like, why are you outraged that they left then? Like, just be happy. Yeah, it's, and it it's just different with your family. You know, it's just different. What I'll do on there, because something I've learned, I have learned is I don't like sharing my son so much anymore on my non-family accounts, because I have like a lot of stories about that, that I won't even share on here. I just think that there are a lot of like uh, vampires out there, you know, like energy vampires. And so that's why I just won't share my son I rarely share him now, but on my family account, I do, especially like during these times, because people are like, oh, I want to see how he's getting so big and, you know, things like that. Even with like selected friends, I even stopped doing that because you know how you could tailor like, oh, I'll only let like 10 friends see him. Um, I just don't do that anymore. Uh, but, you know, I have fun too, because I, I, my, I always can't. I always call them my art accounts. Those are like my artsy accounts, like my Facebook that has my full name and, um, you know, my Instagram account, especially. So I'm so grateful for that. It's an outlet, you know, but everyone needs an outlet. So that's where I express myself. You know, I might, you know, write my, write all my little things and share my, you know, edited journal entries or things like that. And I made some beautiful friendships. I mean, just life changing friendships on that fa on my Facebook account, like my artsy Facebook account. And I'm so grateful. You know, it's just been medicine. I, I knew changed my life, but especially like I said, uh, and thank you so much. You're so gracious, like for listening to my story about the encounter with the ex. But um, I just, uh, I'm so grateful for everyone and anyone listening. I mean, and if you've made it this far, thank you, my God, thank you. I know that I'm, I'm a wild person to have a conversation with. I'm kind of a... When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you. To you. All right, right on.